0: Are they for you and my two other people? Yeah. My wife fits into them snugly. <laughs> Along with me. Ooh. And can you imagine
1: that you front I think
0: that Jay should have a matching pair? I just don't understand that.
1: Welcome to the Five Heart Podcast and YouTube show brought to you by coordination.com part of the SB Nation podcast network. I'm a third of your broadcast team. My name is Greg Mahachko. Joining me, uh, about to make his grand debut, our founder and fearless leader of coordination.com, Mr. John Dam Johnston. John, hello. Hi. And uh, the man behind the Bermuda shorts. Is
0: that with- what they
2: were? No, they're my those?
0: swimming trunks. are are they not? Th- I. Oh, yeah, they are, but they're not speedos. For God's sakes, nobody. I didn't them. say that. Oh, well,
1: I said Bermuda shorts. I didn't say
0: speedos. Holy <laughs> it, shit! It, you could jump out of a plane and save your life with those. Yeah, they're they are your combination swim trunks, parachute, <laughs> umbrella. You know. And I, hey, I remember, remember years ago, remember years ago, that guy, uh, that, that one guy,
2: Thor Heyerdahl, I think his name was. Remember that guy? Ringing a bell. Contiki. OK, there with that joke. I was thinking you could just put them on, float across the Atlantic and prove like, uh, I don't know, maybe a guy years ago in <laughs> the like 1100s. Came across from Scandinavia and the the Nord land. Eric the Red? No, before him. And just put on big shorts and floated across the Atlantic and and found the new world way before anybody else.
0: Was it you? This is a terrible beginning. It is a horrible beginning. (laughs) And also with us. It can only get
2: better. Also
1: with us, as always, Todd Wolverton. Hello, Todd. Hi, Greg. Uh, uh, how are you today, sir?
0: I'm just floating, just floating, just like well, the air is taking me for a ride, like a red balloon. Are there 99- ninety-nine of those? <laughs> ninety-nine loofed red balloons. Oh God, don't.
1: Or, or is it up, up and
0: away in With your my beautiful-, beautiful red balloon? <laughs>
1: We've got some news that we will definitely talk about later in the show regarding that which you currently see on Todd's uh, screen and what you won't be seeing at Memorial Stadium this fall. But I want to welcome everybody to the show, and thank you just for making it this far. It's only three minutes, but you're truly a fan if you haven't said, screw these guys, I'm getting out of here. We you thank guys
2: you. really haven't ever heard of Thor hired at all. Oh. Okay, we'll move on. Let's we'll just forget that whole Thor, Thor thing. The strike he was from the a, record. Jury will Nor- disregard.
1: A Norwegian adventurer. Yeah. Uh, with uh, an ethnographer with a background in zoology, botany, and geography. Uh, Hired all notable for his Contiki expedition in 1947, in which he sailed 8,000 kilometers I don't know what that is in actual numbers, uh, a, <laughs> across the Pacific Ocean in a hand-built raft from South America to the Tuamotu Islands.
2: You know, that's, that's ballsy. That's what that is, or crazy. But both of those things are kind of closely related. And how, is, how, how was that earlier than Eric the Red? He was making a point that somebody could do it oh okay that was the point is we constantly now in our history we look back and we go they could never do that mostly what we really mean is we couldn't figure out how to do that and a guy thor Heyerdahl did this to prove yes people could have navigated the ocean yeah before we ever believed
0: they could have done that now you look at the ruins of those old viking ships and you wonder how the hell they did get across but they they apparently did
2: look
1: when it comes to the nature of this podcast, there's only one Thor I care about, and that's Thor, Thor Yarbinson.
2: Wow, that's a good job I, on that. May, like... he,
1: may he rest in basketball peace, yeah. playing successfully across the pond wherever he's playing basketball.
0: Well, you know, we have a gentleman named Thor that joins us on Coronation fairly regular with comments. Uh, Thor too, The one Iowa Hawkeye fan that, you know, is okay. That we don't ban, yeah. I mean, and
1: we got an official trailer earlier this week for Thor: Love and Thunder. If you like those Marvel movies, so oh. I guess I guess what we're gonna do spend the rest of this episode just talking about various Thors in our life, guys.
0: I got a Thor down here. I got a Jesus. Thor neck. No.
2: I got my staples in my neck out today.
1: Good, it good. Was, I was yeah. we, we were concerned because we know that you had a long trip last week to Kansas, Kansas. Uh, and and uh, I was really concerned about your uh, medical state uh, and, and the state of your neck. So, how are you feeling, John? Let's give everybody an update on on the latest uh, in the saga of John's uh, unfailing uh,
2: health. I feel great.
1: Fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, moving on. So, <laughs> this week in Omaha, uh, our our beloved uh, Todd is going to be participating uh, in the viewing and has been viewing some uh, Big Ten baseball. Todd, how has that been going for you? As people are here listening to this on Friday, and we're recording on Wednesday, so make up the stuff from Thursday.
0: Um. Well, it was kind of wet. That's and, what she said. You know. It- <laughs> Oh my and God. uh this you know they, the off season. <laughs> actually, Greg, um, I'm hoping to see games on yesterday. And um maybe they'll play yesterday. Um uh, sounds like they're gonna try to get five of them in. Here's what here's here's where I'm at with the Big Ten baseball tournament. I hope Rutgers wins. That's who I'm gonna cheer for, Rutgers. Why? Why? Because because Rutgers is the butt of everybody's joke. I mean, butgers. Oh, I mean, true. come on, you know? And to me, I didn't see Maryland this this year, but of all of the Big Ten teams that I watched this year, Rutgers by far was the most dominant. And, you know, I would like to see them win. I think it would be great if they win. Um, I believe that there's only going to be Two. Big 10 teams, maybe three that will get into the regional. And um, so I think Maryland is probably going to get a bid, maybe, because they're, you know, you're saying one. I just don't want Iowa to get it. I don't want Iowa to get into the region. I don't care. They got beat by a Division three team. That in itself should eliminate any Division One team from qualifying. They, they shouldn't even be in the Big Ten tournament because they got beat by a Division Three team. And um, I'm going to boo Purdue. I'm just going to. What you're going to boo Purdue? I'm going to boo Purdue. Boo what Purdue. What did Purdue ever do to you, Todd? I'm going to boo Purdue. Well, because I'm surprised. You know, I know we're recording this Wednesday, but rumor has it that because it's rained all day today that Purdue went home <laughs> it rained and so they went home back to indiana because it rained and they're they're just not going to play because it rained so i've heard of that before that they do yeah. that i, they go, I Ooh, didn't rain. know that... it could be acid rain well i and didn't it know, might know that rain they... tomorrow so they're not going to they wouldn't play anyway because it rained today and it might rain tomorrow they Tournament's over for Purdue.
1: Did you? I didn't know that that Purdue was so sensitive, and that they could only play baseball in in uh, top uh, most um, preferred weather conditions.
0: Yeah.
2: Did no. you ever see the Ten Commandments movie? That one with Charlton Heston.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic. It's raining.
2: Everything. It. I don't know. brain fire
1: the the hail yes the 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 hail when it hits the ground
2: really yeah yeah, maybe that's what they're afraid of could be
1: i mean it's not likely to happen in omaha it would probably happen in iowa if the tournament was being held there
0: it could
2: it could what if it was raining cats and dogs
1: cats and dogs living together
2: no that's coming down from the sky and they hit the purdue guys
1: See, I was thinking of, like, the the message from uh, Dr. Peter Venkman towards the end, right before the beginning of the third act of Ghostbusters. Cats and dogs living together. Absolute mayhem. Or, you know, I, I butchered that, and I apologize to all the good people listening.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> Big Ten tournament, it's going to be hard to not watch Nebraska. But, you know, shoot, I've been going to the NCAA tournament. College World Series for years, and Nebraska was only there three times, and you know, but it's it's unfortunate that it's off to a slow start with the weather. But um, I'm cheering for cheering for Rutgers, and um, I think a lot of people, you know, believe Maryland is probably the team to beat because they won um, the regular season, and my God, half of the first team is our Maryland players on the All Big Ten. Uh, team it's like they they win the conference by one game but yet apparently they were the most dominating team in the conference to get six guys out Who of. picked that? Uh it was on the Big 10 website so I don't know So if the Big the 10. Yeah, the Big 10. Have you paid attention to that over the years? I I you know I really haven't paid attention to Big 10 baseball, you know, or I haven't paid attention to baseball from the conference office cuz they don't give a shit about it. So I just But there were three guys from Nebraska that got Big Ten, all Big Ten recognition. I needed to write an article, so I went in and looked at it.
2: Okay, for years, for years, when I covered more baseball, I didn't have more of you guys around. uh, I would go to the Big Ten site, and their statistics would be just uh, outdated, uh, a jumbled mess. I mean – like baseball statistics, right? You say, here's the top 10 batting averages, right? Mm -hmm. And normally there's a qualifier in there that says like minimum at-bats, three per game or one per game. They didn't do that. So you literally look at their stats and you would have guys with like, you know, 1.0 or whatever it is for, and they'd have like one at-bat and they'd get a hit. And that was their leaders. That's the shit that they would put up on their website. And I, I literally started emailing them and saying, you really need to qualify some of these statistics you're putting out. And and then they'd start doing that. But I, it's just honest to God. Over a decade of doing this now or a decade of doing this now with this conference, and it is very, very abundantly clear, they do not give a shit about baseball at all.
1: I just want to say that, that John, you – provoke more change than any petition on change.org. And for that, I applaud you.
2: (laughs) You know why Uh, they don't give a shit about baseball?
1: Because it's not a big moneymaker for them.
2: Yeah. I think that's it. Honestly, when I look at this, you know what I mean? You can look at women's sports and they could go, Oh, we're supporting women. And they have that like uh, lofty bullshit thing. They do like, we care about the welfare of student athletes. You know what I mean? When they do that yet, some of the biggest scandals in college Sports are all in the Big Ten. Uh, I think they look at it and they just—they don't care because it makes them zero money, and they're angry about it. They hate it it. because it's really just a big money laundering outfit. Anyway, go on, Greg. Go on. Go on. Uh, So,
1: Todd, you hope Maryland wins?
0: No, Rutgers.
1: I'm sorry, Rutgers. Mm-hmm. You hope Rutgers wins, and we always hope that Iowa loses at everything. Yep. And you hope that Purdue, they, when they finally turn the bus back around to come back, that they get lost and end up in uh, yeah. in Iowa. Yeah.
0: yeah the, Which is
1: what they deserve, really, for going home.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, but you know, also on the baseball front, and and um, Aaron and I had talked a little bit about this at the end of the series with Michigan State. Um, I don't think there's any question with 16 new players scheduled to come in at Nebraska, there's going to be an overhaul of uh, their roster. And uh, Coach Bolt and the assistants have started their, you know, end of the year uh, interviews or conferences or whatever you want to call them, player conferences. And there are uh, already six Nebraska baseball players that have entered the portal. And um, plan to move on. Um, Tyler Palmer, Ethan Bradford, Quinn Mason are three of them who didn't get a whole lot of playing time this year. Bradford hurt, got injured and, and Mason threw a little bit. Tyler Palmer pinch ran and maybe was a defensive substitute late in the games. Um, but there's three others that are going to, to no surprise, but for people who pay attention to the team. Uh, these names will be familiar. Jack Style, who started uh, twelve of the games at first base, he just never, he never got the bat going this year, and it affected his defense. And and he's, uh, I think Styles from Wisconsin. He's either Wisconsin or Minnesota kid, um, but he's going to move on. Um, but the name that a lot of people will be surprised about is Leighton Banjoff, and. Um, he is kind of a crowd favorite. I don't know if it's just because everybody likes his nickname Banjo or, or what. But uh, Leighton Banjoff is he announced uh, uh, on Monday actually, or no, excuse me, Tuesday that he's gonna he's gonna enter the portal. And then uh, the one that kind of surprised me a little bit is Braxton Bragg, who he kind of became. Well, it's hard to say that Nebraska had a closer because there weren't that many games where you know they were right you know, in a safe situation. But uh, Braxton Bragg ended up being the guy who came in in late, late innings, and, and he actually did pretty good with that. But speculation is, is that he wants an opportunity to become a starting pitcher, and, and per, perhaps he was, was not given that opportunity or led to believe that he would have that kind of opportunity. So there are going to be some changes with Nebraska baseball, to nobody's surprise.
2: I guess I was shocked by Bragg.
0: You know,
1: yeah, I was okay too. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, if it's okay with both of you, uh, some <clears throat> transfer portal action. Transfer portal action. More? Yeah, there's more oh, well, moving and shuffling one. on the football roster. I know what
0: you're t- going to talk about. Do you? Oh, I hope so. Do because you? I said last week that I wanted to see the other guy from Alabama.
1: Well, we'll not talk about him just yet. We're going to talk about the new receiver from Texas, uh, Marcus Washington. So we've got uh, uh, Casey Thompson in Washington, a couple of players who I, I would anticipate that for for that history and that chemistry, alone that Marcus Washington's not going to be too far down the depth chart.
2: Well, is he a burner? He's a burner, isn't he? he? Is a guy that flies down the field and you throw the ball way up in the air and he catches it and runs for a touchdown.
1: That's what I was back in my day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. You really got to high point, the football, you got to know exactly. It's all about the burners to use your, use your phrase, John burners. Uh, are among the smartest people in football because they have to really understand geometry. They have to know like launched angles and, and everything else to to reach up one hand that catch uh, at its at its peak. Um, yeah, should be fun. The hell do I know? I don't know shit. He's
2: 190. That's a fairly decent sized receiver guy.
1: Uh, I've got him beat. I'm six (laughs) two two sixty
2: six. Where's a burner?
1: (laughs) No, no. I tried it a little when I was younger, and it didn't take.
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess
2: you know they 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 have gotten many. They seem to have many receivers.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is good because we actually have a quarterback who can, you know, get the ball downfield successfully.
2: I mean or if so he me has time guy. if he has time to get a guy maybe they're just going to run 5 yard routes you know what i mean maybe they should change that up this season maybe going, they should hey, have done that last to have a checkdown route
1: maybe they should have the been time. doing that the last 2 3 years what right yes it's i mean it, it's called um oh gosh i i know exactly what it's called it's just the words escape me not making changes, not modifications,
0: adjustments.
1: Thank you. Oh. Todd, I don't know where I'd be without you. I wouldn't be as happy.
0: Probably just wandering in the darkness. God, that sounds fun.
1: That sounds really
0: fun.
2: <laughs> well, do you guys he, remember? Okay. Do, you,
1: do, you, do you guys were? So, I, based on your, you know, approximate ages, you probably didn't have flashlight tag, but maybe you had like, Old timey lantern tag.
0: Lantern tag, yeah.
1: Did you, did you guys play lantern tags as, as boys, as youths? As youths.
0: When we weren't burning down the barn. <laughs> yeah. We I just figured wandering out that's in the dark. That's what my friends
2: did. We just shot at each other with BB guns.
1: I'm, I'm glad you qualified that. It's <laughs> well, not fun being shot with a BB gun. I could tell. I you. had
2: a friend of mine lose his eye, one of my best friends. How's he doing today? Wow, well, we he he, does, he can't see out of one eye, and we all just went. Oh, sucks to be you. And kept is having it so, a when mom fight. says? Is he Don't like eyepatch Jones? You'll put his eye out. That really happened.
1: Is, I mean, he never he, uh... lost
2: his eye. Oh. But uh, he lost vision in his eye. We should move on. <clears throat>
1: so Marcus Washington is yeah. now a Husker, yes. and
0: Todd. Yes, Greg. Make me happy. You
1: know who else is a, a new Husker?
0: Todd. Don't tell me, former
1: four-star defensive tackle, Stefan Wynn Jr. from Alabama. Oh, my
0: heart is going pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter.
1: But 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 are 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 those uh, uh, Bermuda shorts from earlier? Are they tented out right now?
0: They uh. They're a little snug right now.
2: Oh, dear God. You know what that means?
1: (laughs) Stefan Wynn Jr. is the blue chew of transfer portal acquisitions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. (sighs) I think the thing with him is is that when I looked at that, I went, okay, he was a four-star he was—he really was rated very, very
0: high as a defensive lineman, but he, he didn't really play very much. Well, he was overall. in the rotation. They used a three-man rotation at right. that position. And, uh, you know, I think there have been a few defensive tackles from Alabama that have gone on to play in the NFL in the last five or six years. So he just wasn't good enough to break the NFL level? Well, you know, when, when one of those guys goes every year, I think you just kind of wait your turn. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the guy lives up to his expectations because now, you know, they brought in three defensive linemen through the transfer portal. And I think that all three of those defensive linemen are significantly better than the people that left. Really? and. You got to play up front. The only way that the Nebraska defense is going to be successful is if they're stout up front. And I think that the coaching staff has done a good job, you know, ensuring that that's going to be the case.
1: I feel like also, you know, per, uh, I'm trying to go back before Mike Riley, you know, uh, under Pellini and then even the early years of, of Riley. Till Bob Diaco, you know, we were four three, and then we switched to three four, and we maintained that three uh, four, you know, under Chenander. And I feel like last year, and and maybe with the the talent that's been brought in, that I'm not saying we're not going back to a four three, certainly, but I feel like it's it's not a true three four either because uh, you know you you're gonna have like the O'Shawn Mathis who maybe aren't always necessarily down linemen. Uh, you know, on the other side, of course, you've got to um, uh, uh, Garrett. Um, Nelson. Nelson. Thank you. I was like, Johnson, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mahachka, that's not, that's my boy. Uh, so um, yeah, you got Garrett Nelson on the other side. So you've got good. I, I, I agree 100% with you, Todd upgrades, you know, across the board. Uh, and, and like, as a football fan, as a football uh, staff, you know, coaching staff, that's what you want. You know, yeah, we, we have our, you know, I guess emotional ties to the Phil Darius Payne's and the Casey Rogers and the, um, the other guy, but, uh, <laughs> Riley. thank you. Hi yeah, Robin. He's coming. He's back. still here. Yeah. See.
2: He? Yeah. Can we lose another one. Okay. No. I've been gone for two weeks. I've I was
1: like of... Ty Robinson, that, that was news to me. He's don't, the one don't... who stuck
0: around. He was the yeah. one that was rumored during the season to be leaving.
2: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Um, but I, I think we I think Nebraska fans have to and we're gonna touch on this later in, in this very episode, but we have to like stop being so attached, you know, uh for for sentimental person don't get me wrong i you know if there there are some guys who are like oh it would suck if this person left or you know if, if but when you look at the attrition and then the acquisitions like like you said it's 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 better across the board like how can you not be happy
2: yeah
1: and oh. and kudos to the the coaching staffs the the Mickey Josephs, the NIL, whatever it is for, you know, helping to what could, if we, if it's another three, and nine year, it's Scott Farras last year, right? I do believe that for 2022, he's coaching for his job. You've got to go out and, and acquire the best you can. Yep. And then the next part is, okay, if we're getting four stars, five stars, In the transfer portal, how do we start getting them out of high school? And with NIL, I think that's going to help because I don't think Oshawn Mathis came here for the scenery. I, you know, I'm sure he loves seeing the green, but but I don't, you know, I don't think he's here because he wants to play in a colder temperature, a colder climate. You know, every across the board every week. Uh, So uh, I. I get it. Like I, I was probably one of those like um, caught in in yesteryear and and dragging my feet into the new millennium of everything. I I, I embraced NIL. I, I think I did from the beginning because I understand or you know even understood that you know for a lot of these kids, young men, that you know NFL is not going to pan out for, for a lot of them, it will, you know, across the board. Now I'm not talking specifically Nebraska, uh, although certainly recent history has shown that by and large Nebraska, (laughs) it's not panning out in the NFL. Um, But I go ahead, Todd.
0: Well, you know, Greg, I was also going to say too, what I, what I really like. Oh, I also forgot the Texas tech kid, you know, and there's another defensive tackle. So, you know, he came, uh, is it Drew's maybe? Uh, Kevin something drew. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, you know, there's the other one, but here's, here's the thing that I think is really important about this is, you know, one of your favorite players or at least potential superstars is the nut masher. And when, Buller bear, yeah. and you know, if, if this because of the depth now that they have, and because they're bringing in these guys with experience, you know, that doesn't mean that he's, he's relegated to the bench for the entire season. That's not going to happen he's going to be in on some of these rotations, but if he had to be, you know, uh, an every other um, uh, series player or, you know, play two out of every three series out on or, you know, whatever out on the field, I'm not sure that that kid is ready to go and handle that responsibility. He can grow into it now. And I think that that bears much better, you know, down the road.
1: So I I want to, I want to, Completely agree. First of all, completely agree. And I want to dial back the clock about 13 years and look at talk. There is a world in where we compare uh, the polar bear to Jared Crick. Crick had the ability to learn and play and hone his craft by playing next to one of the all time greats, you know, and and because of the uh, singular focus that, that offensive uh, coordinators put on uh, stopping in Domi Jared Crick had a very stellar season. When in Domi went when that safety blanket, when that uh, um, uh, that cleanup hitter, you know, to use a baseball term, wasn't there to protect the number three hitter, Jared Crick, we saw a, a production decline uh, the following year. I think that this is a perfect scenario uh, for Nash to. Get in play side by side with some of these guys who have you know either they've been around um, elite talent and learned you know at, at Alabama or they've played a significant amount of time at a Texas Tech and and were productive in that role. And then you have the the Oshawn Mathis, which is you know I'm, I'm talking kind of specifically down lineman and Oshawn Mathis is I don't think going to be you know used utilized in that way, but. Um, let's say, let's say there's a series where you have, uh, 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 Stefan Wynn Jr. And next to him, you have the polar bear and on the edge, you have O'Shawn Mathis. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, come on, you know, uh, that that's, that's going to work very well as far as getting that young man confidence in, in a game, you know, in, in a live game situation, uh, to, to help, elevate him uh and and be prepared for the seasons you know his his you know upper class years i think i think it's going to be brilliant i i think uh i hadn't thought about it until you said it todd by god i'm so glad you did uh as always todd you and i are just man we are clicking
2: i have a question okay how many of these guys from the transfer portal have one year of eligibility left
1: well, there are 35, I think, transfer portal acquisitions. So by my math, 43.
0: <laughs> there, okay. are, there There's 15 <laughs> portal acquisitions. And um, I don't know how many have one year left, but here's, here's another. Uh, Casey Thompson. He got two years. Okay. I think he's got O'Shaan two. Sean Mathis. One
2: okay, this Stefan Wynn is one, he's a grad transfer, right?
0: The, Basically, the, the D back has got three, so it's a mix, it's a mix. But okay, these- my
2: point is this if Scott Frost gets fired next year, these guys have used up their one year transfer. Well, the one year guy, yeah, so so they're going to be there, they're going to be most there. likely,
0: yeah.
2: And we picked but- up a number of quarterbacks, I mean, we picked up Chuba. Uh, Chubba.
0: Well, right? you know, another little exercise that I heard today, and I I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention because I got a phone call, but, you know, they were, I think, I think there's 15 portal guys coming in and what, what they were doing on one of the radio shows I was listening to, they went back to the last 15 portal people that they brought in. And how many of those 15 portal people became difference maker players? You know, how many of them became very good play? And they came up with four and, What were their names, Todd? I don't remember. I wasn't listening all that close. But my point is, my point is this: if we gotta hope that the batting average, you know, is a little bit higher than four of these guys ending up being good, solid players. I mean, to be honest, if Scott Frost and this team is going to put together the kind of wins that they're going to need, so that you know, Frost is around for another year. We're going to have to have at least one of these guys absolutely be a stud. And we're going to have to have a half a dozen of these guys that are significant contributors to the success of the team.
1: I think I I don't want to put too much pressure on the young man. I know he's listening and loves our show and uh, can't wait, can't wait to till he reaches out and, and volunteers some of his free time to join us, but. I think O'Shawn Mathis is going to be a dude. Uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think Casey Thompson's going to be an, I, I, I don't think, I think, I believe firmly that Casey Thompson is an upgrade. And I feel like the parts that are around them, and, and like, look, I know we, we, we brought in so many, you know, so much new blood that let's not forget that we do have some talent coming back, yeah. you know? And, and so I, it's just a matter of getting everybody on the same page. Um, what we really need, and you guys are going to laugh, John, especially, we just need one big house where everybody can be everybody's roommate because that's what's worked historically in the past. You look at uh, Tommy Armstrong and Jordan Westerkatch, uh, you know, and we just they just need to spend the summer out in the grass playing a little catch, getting that rhythm down, running a few routes for fun. You know, uh, maybe a coach pulls pulls up from time to time or or has a megaphone and and shouts some uh, instructions out
2: the car as he's driving. I don't know. I don't care. That would be the greatest deal deal ever. <laughs> I mean, well, you wouldn't call it the Heisman house, but you could call it the something house. Mucha, in House. Lincoln, in Lincoln House. that I pay for and somebody else buys all the food. <laughs> football players live at my, mm. that would probably be an enormous liability, but we're, <laughs> we're, I think what we're doing on this show is uh, we're drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: Aren't we? We are. Admit it. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm you just, are you <laughs>
2: son of a bitch. You are too. You saw Stefan Wynn transfer in and you were like, I might be excited or some
0: damn thing like that. Well, I, I think was. I just filled the cup. <laughs> I, was. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying you, to be diplomatic j- instead of Todd. the anti
1: Todd. This is what I need you to do.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Get your ass off the fucking fence. Pick a side.
2: <laughs> wow. Don't do that. He was, he was just coming over.
1: He, he'll he'll still come to the come to no
2: the he's side. contrary he's got that contrary old man just oh, you want me to do this I'm not doing it oh. there's two <laughs> times in your life that happens Greg when you're like young and you're in your teens and then when you get old and you start going oh, I'm old nobody gets to tell me what to do oh.
1: so what you're saying is that I'm in that sweet spot of like uh, I, spot. I'm just agreeable to everything
2: yeah Greg, pretty in much many ways life. you
0: are in the sweet spot yeah, <laughs> I, I sweet think you're spot. right
1: yeah. uh so we're gonna come back and talk more football here uh in just a few moments wanted to get your thoughts if you had any on lat Mayan uh leaving uh nebraska and, and going to play uh, some professional ball down in australia i wept i know
2: with joy <laughs> <laughs> you know the lat man perfectly Lat-man, timed
1: perfectly ex- executed <laughs>
2: lat man was one of the players that constantly drove me completely batshit insane watching him play he could be he was so streaky and i think the the problem with lat man had is something would not go his way and you could physically you could see him physically his body language Uh, He would react emotionally. He would get upset or get angry. Then he'd start doing stupid things and he wouldn't focus on what he was supposed to be doing on the basketball court. Uh, I think he was a, he was a decent shooter when he could, like I said, be on target. But I, I guess the bottom line is, you know, I hope he, I hope he get makes money and does well in Australia. And I'm not, I'm not weeping that he's gone. That's
1: fair. That's fair. Yeah. Softball-wise, uh, Nebraska lost in the regionals uh, in Stillwater to North Texas, uh, losing that game over the weekend 3-0. Um, a- again, check out the, the write-up. The Andy Ketterson did a good job uh, covering uh, the both the Big Ten tournament that Nebraska won up in East Lansing. And then he said, you know what, I, I, need, I have a few more frequent flyer miles uh, let's fly down to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's the only reason to fly or visit
0: Stillwater, Oklahoma. Eskimo Joe, oh my God, Eskimo Joes. I
2: think I it, it was a really cool season for them. I mean, they won a championship, and that—that yep. that was a. I think that's that's pretty cool for Rhonda Ravel and the softball team. You we talked I mean? about
1: that a little bit last week uh, okay. uh, with Todd's association. We could. Uh, I'm just saying we can. I'm not cutting you off, John. I, I want you to. Uh, share all of your thoughts. This is I a safe place.
2: I thought they, uh, how did they make that call? That call was not even close. I mean, I could have made that shitty a call. I don't, they, they, my God, officiating is just going to get worse from here on out because we're beating up our officials so much that there won't be any good ones left. But that was so bad.
0: That, that was a horrible I, call. Horrible. It it,
2: uh,
0: it changed the it changed the whole game, didn't it? Well, it, it changed the game, but you know, um, I'll tell you what that that pitcher from North Texas was on, and oh, okay. I'm not sure that Nebraska was gonna. I'm not sure Nebraska offensively was gonna find find the magic that they needed against her. I think she, it was, it was, she had her day and that happened. Sometimes that happened.
1: Skylar yeah. Savage and boy, was she.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: you know, thank you, John. Thank you.
0: Nebraska, you know, they won the first game against North Texas. They, they were competitive for a while against Oklahoma state. And then, you know, the, the bottom kind of fell out there. Um, And then, you know, I I fully expected him to get another shot at Oklahoma State. But, yeah, Skylar Savage showed up. And she had that day. And, um, unfortunately, it was our team that was playing against her.
1: Yep. Uh, Nebraska baseball, we talked about Big Ten tournament and, and how difficult it will be, especially for the preseason favorite uh we talked about how how difficult it would be to, to watch the Big 10 tournament without them being in there but uh Todd they did finish the season with a w yep. uh over the weekend um uh, and it's just unfortunate you know that uh, I, I don't know that that the Big 10 was so inept you know they they had no interest in, in Purdue you know, getting getting out because by all accounts, Purdue shouldn't even be in the Big Ten tournament. That's you know. True. Um it, it and I don't say that, you know,
2: I say who that for a lot missed. of reasons. Hmm. Who did they miss, Todd?
0: Who did who miss? They
2: played three less games.
0: Yeah, they well, didn't they, play a
2: series. Who didn't you know, they, they had play? to rain
0: out against Maryland. That was that one that was and it, they so had two other games rained out. So yeah you know, yeah, they played three less games than everybody else. And yeah, I, but here's, here's the bottom line. Nebraska had opportunities, you know, to win some games in the Big Ten, and this wouldn't have been an issue. It just had a bad taste in your mouth, the way that it all fell apart at the end. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you what that last game against Michigan State that was about as fun and tense of a baseball game as I've watched in that in that ballpark in a long time. It was, it was a good game. Um, but you know, you, the Iowa series, the the Minnesota game where they yeah. had that lead in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, and you know, I mean, coulda, woulda, shoulda, and you know. I, We've we've had these conversations before, you know, where the offense was inept this year. You know, pitching wasn't the primary problem, but it wasn't a salvation either. It was, I think what it really came down to was mental toughness and leadership. And it just wasn't there. And Max Anderson said as much, you know, after the last game against Michigan State, he he said, you know, I took it for granted, you know, how good we had it last year with Schwellenbach and some of those other guys, their leadership and you know how Mojo they, Mojo and how they played the game. And and that Will Bolt has not come out and said that directly because he's not the kind of coach that's going to throw his players under the bus, but read between the lines with what Will Bolt has said. And I think,
2: yeah.
1: Are you saying that there's a coach out there that will throw his players under the bus? Because it, like, it felt like he left that one wide open there, Todd Rick. Uh,
0: I'm saying Will Bolt didn't throw
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd, this is where uh, you tell me that this shit doesn't matter. Um, but as we slowly work our way back to talking about football-related things, Former Husker center Tanner Farmer oh, is joining yeah. a, uh, a few uh, or, or I should say he's joining a former Husker Jordan Burroughs, the uh, Olympic gold medalist, etc. you know, uh, at Final X. Yep. Now, this is where I ask you. What the hell is Final X? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, that's a good question. Thank you. Um,
1: I only ask the best.
0: Uh, I, I, the, I'll try to be as concise as I can. When, when um, USA Wrestling uh, at the at the senior level uh, for international wrestling to kind of market the sport and to bring you know some kind of pizzazz to the whole thing when they have the qualifiers for the world, the world championship teams, they created this thing called Final X a few years ago. Um, and so in essence, when, when they have these tryout or when they have these competitions to see who makes the team, if, if you won a medal at, a, at the previous world championship or the previous Olympics, And you're a defending medalist, then you get a free ride to the finals of Final X. You don't have to go through the qualifying tournament. So they just held the qualifying tournament last week, and Tanner Farmer won the qualifying tournament at heavyweight. Excuse me, timeout. He made it to the finals. And the other guy who made it to the finals in Greco-Roman was Colton Schultz, who wrestles at Arizona State. So because there isn't a returning world medalist at that weight class, both of those guys are going on to final X. And it's a best two out of three. They're holding one, I think, on January 3rd in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And then the other half are wrestling January 8th down in New York City. And I don't know which one Tanner Farmer's going to, but the point is Tanner Farmer is two wins away from wrestling for Team USA at the World Greco-Roman Championships if he can beat Colton Schultz. That's a high mountain decline. Colton Schultz, he's a world-age group medalist in, in Greco-Roman. And Tanner Farmer, theory, you know, he's still kind of learning the whole sport, even though he's older than Colton Schultz.
1: He was a national champion as a junior.
0: He in high was, school. He he was, but wrestling Greco-Roman at that level is significantly different than when Tanner Farmer was a younger younger man. Are you sure about that? Yeah, you can't uh,
2: you can't use chairs. <laughs> <I>, <laughs> that's like saying spice. that
1: uh, <laughs> that's like saying that the the baseball that I stopped playing at age 11 is somehow different than the baseball I picked up again as a sophomore in high now, school.
0: What what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. There's a lot I'm of, just,
1: I'm just giving you shit. No, I, I know. I know it's, it's but, different,
0: but I'll tell you what, he's got a chance and isn't it cool. I mean, you know, he's and, and just a little aside to this, there's a young lady because women's wrestling has become so popular now, but there's a young lady by the name of Felicity Taylor who is uh, just finished her sophomore year at McKendree college, which I think is in Illinois, not far. It
1: is. It's about 20, 30 minutes from my house.
0: Yep. And um, I think she was a national runner up last year, this last season um, in women's wrestling. She won the um, she, she is the top ranked um, person at her weight class and stands a very good chance of of making the world championship team. And little Felicity, I watched her wrestle four years in high school at South Winnishik High School when I was up at North Fayette Valley, wrestling against the boys and taking a beating. And sometimes she came out on top. But there were some guys that showed absolutely no mercy to that girl, and she just kept coming back and coming back. Watched her run cross country. Tough, tough kid. And so, you know, it's really kind of neat that this little girl from Ocean, Iowa, Calmer, Iowa, whichever one of those towns she's from, Young you know, is that close, that close. I think she must be about 20 years old now, 20, 21 years old. So that's pretty cool.
1: It is pretty cool, Todd. Thank you for sharing yep. all of that with me. No, I do. I appreciate it because I, I didn't know anything about Final X. And, and I I was just, you know, I, I asked it kind of generally speaking, but I want to know more. And I wanted to give Tanner Farmer, Jordan Burroughs their due. Uh, They were a a couple of several Huskers who were competing for that opportunity. Some of them fell a little bit short. Now I'm not going to um, like put them down. I mean, I not to not give them their, their dues, uh, but you know, let's, let's move on. The, uh, here we are, like gosh, and almost an hour into this thing. The big topic that I had for this week yeah, I'm ready. centers around Todd uh, and his the image that he has there, because it was announced this week that the celebratory balloon release from Memorial Stadium is going as they used to say when I was a young child, the way of the dodo. <laughs> Uh, so I, I just wanted to address it. It was a Trev out. Al- I don't know if it was necessarily a Trev Albert's decision. It was certainly his announcement. Um, it, come to find out among other things that, uh, Russia is kind of a big exporter of, of hydrogen. I'm sorry, helium, not hydrogen, helium. And, uh, what used to like a cylinder that used to cost 50 something bucks or, or be, relatively decently, uh, you know, reasonable expense is now, you know, four figures, 1600 bucks, something like that, 1200 bucks for, for a cylinder of the same amount of helium. So I'm sure there are other factors. Uh, It has been long decried by environmentalists uh, that they're, you know, bad for, for mother earth. Although I'm pretty sure I, I reported years ago when I was, Uh, a sports director up in Northwest Nebraska, Shadron, uh, that they had developed the, the science community at, uh, uh, at the university of Nebraska developed a, a balloon material that actually could decompose in water and things like that at at a higher rate and and in a safer manner. Uh, Anyway, I say all that to say that balloons are going bye-bye. John.
2: Look at this picture behind Todd. Mm -hmm. You know what that's a picture of? History. Fucking litter going into the air. That's exactly (laughs) what it's a picture of. Okay. That's what it is. It's fucking litter going into the air that disappears. You don't see it. So you don't give a shit. It just floats out in the farm fields. You know, Oh, whatever. The environmentalist. I can't tell you what, son. (sighs) I don't know. I think it's a, it's a just I did a YouTube video. It's an now dated tradition. It needed to go away because honestly, it is litter just going into the air. And and with regards to helium, uh, helium. My understanding. I'm not an expert, obviously, but helium is a byproduct of uh, natural gas um, mining. Or come on, it's not mining, drilling. You know, whatever. It's a byproduct of natural gas, right? And uh, it's used in MRI machines. I've had several MRIs. There you go. Now, obviously, I'm for it.
0: John, you had a couple of good ideas that I want to reference here in a minute. But I have read a couple of things. And somebody mentioned, well, why don't we use another gas like hydrogen? What could go wrong with hydrogen? (laughs) And I was thinking for those night games that we've had, and they have those Towers of fire. What what an incredible sight that would be to release thousands of hydri- hydrogen filled red balloons and just fire up those flames. Actually,
1: be- the, the, the best way to do that, and look, I know it's never going to happen, right? Uh, but I'm on board. I want to say, let's, uh, dare I say, accelerate it uh, because you have the hydrogen filled balloons. And the string that is really a wick and you light it, everybody gets, gets it. You get a balloon and a lighter <laughs> and, and you light it and you let it go. And then it, to uh, help complement my background picture on a night game, you have 40,000 little pop, 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 all around the state. It'd be tremendous. I'm a big fan of that plan.
2: Big fan one of the commenters commented that everybody could have red Nerf balls and throw them at the first score. I thought that. Where was are we going to throw them? On. Just throw them on the field.
1: Mm. Seems like something you'd have to take time to clean up.
0: What about like fruit, like maybe oranges <laughs> or something? <laughs>
1: You got to catch them in season
2: because we don't, we, we have plenty of officials and we can kill them.
1: (laughs) Well, I just think like, look, I, and I'm doing this in my, in, in hockey for, for those of you who are unfamiliar with hockey, if there's a hat trick, it is sometimes, especially if it's a a home team player, it is customary to, you know, the hat that you have had, you know, for 10 years and you, you've sweat into the, the, the brow and everything like that by golly your favorite hockey player gets a hat trick you take off the hat you throw it onto the ice uh and and at enterprise center in st louis where the 2019 stanley cup uh champion st louis blues uh call their home ice by the way they're going in overtime now game five with the avalanche so let's go blues by friday morning we'll have known the uh Outcome of that game, uh, but they collect them all. And it's a, there's a huge, massive net that, you know, and, and, a, you know, it's, Hey, these are your hats. You don't get it back at the end of the game. However, that is a much smaller playing surface than a football field. And you want to like, like, look, so what is it? It's uh, there's a small college uh, men's basketball team that in December they have the silent night game. All right. And I think, I'm, I hope you all are familiar with that where the crowd is completely quiet until the home team scores like the seventh or 10th point or something. And then the place goes banana. And every time I watch it, I get chills. It looks like just the most fascinating fun environment, but it, but they storm, you know, like the, the, the visiting teams they're in on, uh, on the gag, uh, so to speak, they know, all right, let's get off the court. Let's give these people a few minutes. Then you got to clean everything up. When you look, take like the the Nerf ball or or the fruit uh, for some godforsaken reason, and you're you're going to be out there for ages trying to get it all cleaned up. It's a no. horrible idea. I'm okay, I'm much wait, more on 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 board with fire.
2: You know what? That you realize we used to throw oranges. Did you know this?
1: No, this is Great the first time I've heard it.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> really? Okay, well, I feel, I feel it, it I've, I've was, let the
1: entire Husker nation. down. Speaking of
2: traditions that people that people want to go insane about, oh, it's a tradition that ended. The throwing of oranges ended at the 1982 Nebraska-Oklahoma game.
0: Yep, it Tell ended. Nobody
2: bitched about it, and the reason that it ended is what was it that night, Todd? I think I still have a photo of you where you're completely out of focus. My camera was working fine, but. <laughs> It, I think it was 20 degrees. It was freezing. It was cold. You know, and the, so the, frozen, the oranges were frozen and one of them hit a referee and official oh. in the back of the head and, and permanently disabled him. Oh, wow. So was, after that, it was no one will ever throw anything on this field again. They have cameras to watch people to make sure they don't throw shit on the field. Because that was a huge liability. That tradition ended. People didn't go, oh, God, tradition. no more <laughs>
1: So it, it brings us to really the, the heart of why I want to talk about this. Do you think that the, the social media generation has uh, perpetrated the bitching and whining of holding on to things that maybe are outdated?
2: I think it's what we do as people. Okay. Well, I I don't think social media has contributed to it. I think people can bitch more, but, and people, more people can see them, but I think people just, you know, tradition is a word we use to keep things the way they are. And a lot of times we really don't question them. We, and then some, somebody doesn't like change, especially old people. Everybody hates change, but old people hate it, hate it more than anybody. But tradition is really just a word. That's a word we use to make sure that young people do what we want them to do. That's what we do. I don't want anything to change. This is a tradition. You can't change it. You it know, it's literally some idiotic thing where you should look at all the stuff you do on a regular basis and say, is this still viable? Is this sustainable? Is this reasonable? Is this just dumb? And launching balloons in the air filled with helium, which is I've uh, not an easily replenished uh, resource uh, is it's just dumb. It is outdated and dumb.
0: You know, another slant on this, I think is kind of funny is that two different friends of mine texted me and uh, know my absolute disdain for Trev Albert <laughs> and kind of alluded to it on Slack today too. But um So what do you think of Trev now, taking away your balloons? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was upset about him taking away wrestling, and I could give a rat about him taking away balloons. Were you at a game? We were at a game.
2: I don't know if you were there, but we were sitting like, I think it was North Stadium, and we were fairly high up when we were Mm -hmm. students. And a guy about five rows in front of me stood up, literally that far away and threw an orange and it landed five feet in front of Tom Osborne. Do you remember that at all?
0: Yeah. I remember that guy chucking that. That yeah. was incredible. And
2: we wanted to kill him Yeah, and secure. Yeah, we did. I mean, fuck, he could have hit Tom Osborne. He literally landed. The guy had like, Holy shit. Why isn't he playing major league baseball? But it literally landed five feet in front of Tom Osborne. And we were all like, you motherfucker
1: the better question we, be.
2: we are you will be dead and we wanted to kill him and then security came and we all went that guy that got
0: fucking yeah, we're guy all right pointing. There. that guy
2: <laughs> that guy take him out of here because you know fucking killing him fucker the, the other
1: solution to that situation would be like how many years of eligibility does he have left
0: yeah, there you go
2: You mean without his arm being ripped off and beaten over the head? He he wasn't
1: throwing it. He wasn't throwing it at Osborne. He was. He was trying to get coach's attention to say, "Put me in, coach. I'm ready
2: to play today.
1: Look at me. I can be quarterback.
2: Saint Tom Osborne. Osborne. He could have hit him.
1: (laughs) Easy on the saint. All right, come on." He puts his red pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us.
2: He right, won!
1: Finally. <laughs> so I, what I did is I, uh, I extended uh, an invitation to our friends in the Coronation Slack chat room. I said, give me a, a tradition, a Husker tradition. Don't add any context to it. And some people did, uh, and it's especially with the slant of negativity. I get it. We're all frustrated. It's been a long 23 years. <laughs> but I said, give me a tradition. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a tradition. And then we can just talk about it like, what do you think? Thumbs? up uh, Is it, uh, you know, we can do the old Roman emperor, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, keep it, chuck it, you know, discuss it. Here we go. Did the tunnel walk. The
0: thumbs down was let him live. Oh, no. no. Yeah, put your sword down.
2: Okay, guy that wants to do. We're starting something, and you're doing that. That's like bringing up Genghis Khan. Okay, go <laughs> tunnel walk. The tunnel walk, Todd. we we'll assume like the, the thumbs walk? up
0: is yeah. Okay.
2: I do just like the tunnel walk.
0: Steve. Where
1: Todd? Where are you at on tunnel walk? You like it, you don't oh, like it, think it needs to be changed, updated, modified
0: change in it. any way? Change it. I don't like serious. <sighs> okay.
2: Everybody knows what to expect. It's. I think it builds anticipation. The crowd knows how to react to it. You know, I don't get to a lot of home games, but uh, you know what I do? It's It's fun. It's like da-da-da, and it's a perfect song. Cra- you know, it, I noticed it, you didn't recommend it, it any other crescendo. songs. I am recommending
0: two. Crazy train or that Metallica song that Mariana Rivera came out to. Oh, uh, Enter <laughs> sand sand Sandman. Sandman. Inter: Sandman.
1: But that's what, uh, uh West Virginia? No. Uh, in, in, in ACC school. Clem, I think Clemson no, comes out to Cle- it.
0: You're right. Virginia Tech, one of them.
1: Virginia Tech. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but you're right. My apologies. This
0: is Chicago Bulls, for God's sakes.
1: Who had it first, though?
2: Somebody is always going to be using a song. You know, you I'm, fucking, I'm, what do you
0: want? The Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto Number Five. How about that one that they they use for the old Marine Corps commercials? Bum ba, bum bum. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum.
1: Oh, 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 uh, um, uh Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture. <laughs> You're welcome. That's right. Not just a pretty face, ladies and gentlemen. You mean the uh,
2: Olympic song. That's what you were talking no, about. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. No, that that's is, what he uh, was uh, talking about. Him. No, if, if he's talking about uh, the cannons.
0: No, I'll, I'll find it. Keep going with your examples.
1: Okay. I will say this. As someone who has never been to Memorial Stadium... I would love to get there at a time when the tunnel walk is what the tunnel walk was, as it, you know, through my fandom, you know, up, up to present day. But I say this: look, I'm, and I don't know if it's just because this is where we're gonna lose some people. I don't know if it's just because we have too many old people in the stands. But I've I've seen, uh, not you guys. <laughs> But but you watch like a, a YouTube clip or something of, of Virginia Tech and you have 75 – I don't know what their stadium holds, but let's assume it's capacity. you have capacity crowd jumping and, and being a part of that inner Sandman. That is – that's that's an experience. Isn't that the one that like, you know, tr- triggers the Richter scale? Uh, you know, when, when they're all – so I, I'm – the, that is you have 85, 90,000 people, whatever, doing this to enter say, man. It's a little different, I think, vibe than going. And I love serious. I love Alan. I walk my wife and I walked into our wedding reception to that song. Like it's the one thing that I got to select. <laughs> And I was like, I want to go in. I I had a a little horseshoe uh, that was attached to the head table. So we went over there. I hit the horseshoe. Uh, It's not the only thing I hit that. eh? Anyway. uh, (laughs) I couldn't resist, John. Oh,
2: my God. (laughs) Uh, But anyway. Tunnel walk. Do do you know when that started?
1: Ninety three
0: Todd. i don't remember john i think i was there the first time it was it happened but i don't i, remember. I think it was 94 so see that
2: was a tradition that just started and people mm-hmm. accepted it do you know what we did before the tunnel walk greg
1: the band came out and played i mean
2: when the and team then... entered the field do you know what we did
1: got a final bathroom break in i really don't know
2: todd
0: I don't remember, John.
2: Yeah, that's it. Nobody <laughs> fucking remembers because we didn't do anything. We just went, Oh, I think they're coming on the field now. I mean, the idea of having a tunnel walk <laughs> is like, please prepare yourself for football to begin.
1: I'm not opposed. You're to muted. I, I... Way to go, Todd. Jeez. He did that a lot last week too. Um, I think he's farting and doesn't want us to know. Uh, <laughs> But I, I'm not I, I like the tunnel walk. I do. Uh, I'm a fan of it. Uh, it, it does uh, give me chills. And I do want to experience in person and I want to take the family to experience it. I'm also I, I think the, oddly enough, the older I get, the, the more I realize that it's not necessarily intimidating. And I, I think there is it's a perfect time, you know, like right before kickoff, essentially to do something that the other team doesn't expect. I, I and and to do something that's
2: that's where we bring out the live mascot, the mastodon that we have recreated at Nebraska, a la Jurassic Park. I never expected say. this, fuckers, and then run over half of them. <laughs> Especially if they're like, you know, I don't know, Iowa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've spent quite a bit of time on on the tunnel walk. Uh, Andy, of all people, uh, says the Husker, Husker power chant. Where are you guys at on the Husker power chant?
0: I think it's cheesy, but I like it. I got to say that. I participate in the Husker power chant.
1: I think we all, I mean, you have to, right? I mean, there's no, I think you have like it or not. You, you have to, because your voice me might, might be, you know, speaking of intimidation, your voice may be that one voice that cracks the opposition.
2: I like it because everybody knows how to do it and involves everybody. (laughs) And you know what I mean? That's a big part of crowds. Is having stuff that everybody can participate in.
1: Well, let's move on. Uh, because I mean, we're already if, almost if, to an hour and a half in this show.
2: If, if we all <laughs> and, if we all, you know, like one sided chant, kill them, and the other side chant motherfuckers. I think we could get that going, but probably maybe not. You know, now that the we'll see what happens with the ticket sales. Maybe more young people will start coming to games and we could just, you know, okay, we're moving on.
1: (laughs) Uh, How about Der Wiener Schlinger as a tradition?
2: Is that a tradition? I don't
1: know. I've, 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 again, I've not been there. I'm, I'm I'm going by everybody else's. Yeah.
0: I, I know that some people seem to think it's a tradition, but some people, you know, back when we were there, John, Husker Mike and Husker Bob, you know, were no, it's Mad Mike, Mad Mike, Mad Mike and Husker Bob, um, the 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 Wiener Slinger, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's a marketing thing for Red Hot Dogs. So
2: I Who think they you? should have more of them and cross the streams during bad games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Open
1: up a portal to another dimension and uh, take <laughs> yeah. take us all with you. Uh, Todd, where are you at
0: on Red Hot Dogs? Oh, I am a fan. I Are those the Fairbury Franks I hear Fairbury about when I listen? Fairbury Franks, yes, absolutely. Best hot dog out there.
1: Okay, well, that is an opinion. I'm not
0: a hot dog guy at all, and they, they're still pretty
1: decent. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I uh,
2: almost never eat hot dogs, and I would eat a Fairbury hot dog. Okay. They should pay well, us now for that endorsement.
1: I, they should. Uh, Fairbury Franks and Blue Chew. You get your red wiener and your, all right, moving on. Uh, you you answered the question about the red hot dogs. Uh, Todd, I, I can't ask John this question because he doesn't imbibe anymore, but Todd, where are you at on red beers?
0: Not a fan.
2: Okay. I like red beer. I mean, I don't, I don't, mean don't like- drink anymore. Listen, there was two types of red beer people. There was the people with the tomato juice and fucking candy ass shitheads, those people. And then there was those of us that put V8 and Tabasco sauce in our red beer. And, and we were the spicy fun people. And we had to deal with all these other tomato juice drinking motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> spicy fun, beer or your yeah. bland tomato. I mean, beer.
2: Let's let's face it. Most of that Budweiser, Bush, Coors I'm on all that stuff. It's just shit beer. It really is. It's it's more like water than beer.
1: It's mass V8 produced. Put V eight and a
2: Tabasco in it, and you got breakfast.
1: Okay, uh, so I I'm not gonna lie. When I first moved to Nebraska, my understanding of a red beer was like an Irish red, you know, like a Killians or something like that. I had to be. It was. It wasn't until I got into a bowling league that I got smartened up uh on red beers um john i'd be more interested in your version of the red beers than the red beers that i've had but i did have one when i was last in nebraska last fall so just saying all right what about i can't believe i'm even gonna gonna suggest this one what about these boys what about the black black shirts? shirts where are we at on the black shirts john
2: we have to have a black shirt tradition it's the defense
1: i i think so
2: it just, just the, not – the thing that needs to go away with the black shirts is these people that are going, when are you going to hand out the black shirts? They handed out too many black shirts just to stick with the tradition. Just get fucking over that. It, yeah, It's just the defense. They get special shirts, and we get to wear them.
1: And, and, and it's important to realize that a, a defense in the 21st century is operates different from a defense in, like, the Devaney era, it's not just the same 11 guys out there. We talked about this before when we talked about transfer portal acquisitions and, and you're, you're rotating, you know, a, a couple guys in here and there. So while they're not the first 11 guys on the field, they're just as integral if they're, you know, 13th man, because they're spelling, you know, and and there's the trust from the coach that there's not a big drop-off from, from this Mike linebacker to the next one, you know? So I, I agree. I'm now, do we need to give 43 guys Blackshirts? That might be overdoing a little bit. Uh, I also believe that we don't need black shirts as far as the time. And and Todd, I'm curious to know uh, where you're at on this, but like black shirts don't need to be announced until like the week before the first game.
0: I'm, I'm fine with the black shirt tradition. I think it's one that needs to stick around and, you know, if they, if they, if they put him in the lockers uh, for those guys, I, I like. I, I kind of like how Frost has handled it, you know, where he's brought back.
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> hey, come on, Todd. You're uh, gonna have to okay, choke so your way through this back.
2: one.
0: He's brought back.
1: <laughs> we shouldn't have drawn attention to it, John. I blame us. <laughs>
0: I like I like the way that they've handled it with former players at those positions handing the black shirt to the to the player. I mean, you know, Trev Alberts was a, a outside linebacker slash rush in, you know, and he's handed the black shirt to whoever that position player is. Brought back linebackers to do it. I kind of think that's neat. I but I'm with I'm with John from the standpoint that the fan base gets so hung up on this damn thing. Too many, not enough. You know what? Get over that. Give them yeah. a black shirt. They're the black shirts. I, I, You know what? If the entire defense wore black shirts at practice, I would be fine with that.
2: But, oh, my God, what? you tradition corrupter. <laughs> why don't we
0: get
1: that way? Like, why don't – here's what I want. I want the offensive line coach and Scott Frost – in conjunction to present the five starting offensive linemen with about a 12-foot length of pipe. And it's got to be good and believable because of the pipeline. <laughs> be like, this is the pipeline. Because what, Miami had that dumbass gimmick, uh, was it the turnover chain or whatever, uh, uh, years ago, a couple years ago. like. I'm fine with gimmicks. Like gimmicks we've we talked about this a little bit on air, but uh quite a bit off air. But like there's a reason why the Savannah bananas are succeeding <laughs> because people just want to be, you know, a little bit of that entertainment value. And like you know, we're here every week supporting our huskers in our own way. You know, like there's you and me, John, who appreciate everything that Scott Frost is doing. And then there's Todd, um, <laughs> but, but we're here, but there hasn't been a ton of entertainment value and maybe that's going to just piss off a lot of people. like it's football it's not supposed to be entertaining. <laughs> well, it's entertaining <laughs> when they win. <laughs> <you know?
2: laughs> I, I um, think that they, uh, when the offensive linemen come off the field for like the last play of the third quarter, they should have uh, like medium rare, rare stakes thrown at them.
1: I'm reminded of I don't I don't mean yeah, that, that's fine, uh, but I'm reminded of Little Giants when uh, uh, the the kind of like ragtag uh, team of 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 would-bees and and hasbens and never worse uh, like come together against the Cowboys and like the little scrawny kids uh, uh, popping um, Alka Seltzer so he's foaming at the mouth like goofy shit like that <laughs> you know um, that that's I, I'm 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 for it's not, look, we're, we're seeing the, the sellout streak, and I, that, that was not even suggested here, um, and I don't even know how much of a tradition that is, but the sellout streak is basically being propped up by corporations. But if you give people like something different, something a little bit more fun, as, as in, in conjunction with a, a higher quality football product, then you are not going to have to have Monsanto or whomever purchasing thousands of tickets to you, or as as they. You know, I listened to too many pro wrestling podcasts of yesteryear because I don't follow it anymore. But they call it papering the crowd, where it's, it's giveaway. You know, they're they're you have somebody buying up a bunch of tickets to giveaway, make it look like a full house, uh, and you don't have to do that if the if people feel like they're getting their money's worth. You know, ahead of time, and look, ticket prices aren't coming down. You know, and they're talking about these stadium renovations and all these new ideas, which, you know, again, having never been there, I I think one of the bigger complaints or requests was, "Hey, look, our asses aren't twelve inches wide anymore. (laughs) You need more space," and I get that as as a as a wider man. Um, So you're gonna have. I think we're going to see ticket prices come down because they're going to sell less tickets because they're going to, I think, in some form or fashion, widen out some of those bleachers or, or whatever the new seating arrangement is going to be. They're not going to take an L in the revenue column; they'll adjust the, the ticket prices accordingly to make sure that you know they're they're still in in the black uh, and and financially viable. I mean, it's Husker football; I don't see it ever not being financially viable. But you know what I'm saying. But if you if you have a winning team, and you have maybe just a skosh of entertainment, then you don't have to have companies buying up thousands of tickets to you know give to their employees. Yes, John.
2: You know, college football attendance across the board, not just Nebraska, has been dropping for years. So I mean, you could you could make. We, we have taken the sellout streak and the fact that Memorial Stadium has been sold out since I've been alive for granted, really. And whether it's fake or not, uh, the idea that, you know, the whole stadium gets filled every game, nobody else does that, right? Even if they're good. I You know, when you look around the nation, everybody else was having difficulty filling their street. It's just getting It's the same problem everybody else has. Major League Baseball. Why go to a Major League Baseball? I can play forbidden West, uh, on my, on my PS4 and I don't have to go deal with other people. I can watch the games at home. Uh, I could do other things. There's extreme sports. I could ride my mountain bike. I can do, you know what I mean? There's just tons of competing things that obviously I don't do other than video games. There's just tons (laughs) of things competing for entertainment now that, I, uh, you know, I think, and that was the reason for all of college football attendance being down. And they will, if they're going to have to have people come to the games, they're going to have to figure out how to get them there. Wasn't a Mark Cuban years ago that figured out that the NBA games had to be entertaining and changed the way the NBA did everything they were doing. I'm not an NBA guy, but that was, you know what I mean? No, when you go to no, an no. NBA game, it's always, there's just, there's stuff going on all the time. Right. When was the last time you were in an NFL game? To me? Yeah.
1: 2015, uh, the Steelers were in St. Louis uh, to play the Rams. And my wife was – it was actually just a week after uh, we went up to watch Nebraska. Nebraska actually beat Illinois. My wife was pregnant with our our oldest son. So, he got a Husker win and a Steeler win in about eight days apart. So (laughs) –
2: Todd, NFL game. What about it? When was the
0: last time you went to one? I have only been to one. Uh, It was 1948. Barry Sanders, uh, Detroit Lions, up in the uh, Hubert Humphrey Metrodome. All right. Well, if you go to an NFL game, what you find is that every
2: spare moment there is noise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not just crowd noise. It's, it, I mean, you mentioned the Metrodome. My God. Remember Brett Favre complaining about how loud the Metrodome was? Because it was. I saw a few NFL games there, and every time I left, it was like I'd been at a Clash concert. It just was, it was numbing after a while. And I'm not a big NFL guy, but uh, you just, you left exhausted because of how much sound there was in the stadium. And I don't think college football needs to do something like that, but I do think that they need to look at how are we going to improve this?
1: The last quote unquote tradition. I put this one in quotes because it's more, it's less a tradition and more, a, a misallocation of resources. And this one, again, coming from uh, our, our dear friend, Andy. <laughs> and he says, I have to pull it up here again. He says, student section treated like convicts on work release. Can we free the student section, please?
2: <laughs> I would like to see it move down to where the team comes out. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they are student athletes, really. And they are people that go to class with them, and it'd be nice to do, uh, you know, have the team come over after a game and say, hi, fellow students, they could all just sing the song with the band there or something. I don't know. The whole idea that the students are st- the furthest point away that they can be in the stadium with the team coming out just seems, you know, it seems kind of like we're assholes. We can give a shit about them. And it really just says to them, uh, you know, by the way, the moment you graduate, we will be looking for donations from you. But by the way, your exactly. tickets were your students just shit. Why would you come back for that?
1: They are, are quite literally at the kids table. They're at the yeah. kids table of stadium seating.
0: Yes. Yeah. It and, would be better to go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say it's atrocious and it needs to be changed. Trev, call me.
0: Yes, absolutely. It'd be better to put them where they put the, the visiting fans. Because at least then when the visiting team comes out, the the students can give them hell. Um, But I'm with John. I think put them up there where the Nebraska team comes out. Um, Put the band up there, too, so that they're together. But Yeah, they're all students. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, money-grubbing
2: motherfuckers. Every fucking dime you worry about in this thing. God, it's not like
0: we're going broke any moment. Okay. I've, I've, you know, you guys are so adept at looking up things while we're trying to do this. And I'm like a bear in a China closet when it comes to trying to do anything while we're recording this here is my tunnel walk song.
1: Don't play it. Cause... Okay. Uh, what is it? Carmen
2: it's, um, Armina Verana, Go fortuna. Okay, well we could include a link. If we play it, YouTube won't we'll, we'll probably find some fucking copyright thing with it.
1: That's true. They will.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm pretty sure we can't get away with it on the audio version either. But I know the song. Okay. Huh, 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 huh. I don't I don't know the words, but I know
0: that <laughs> huh, huh, I don't know huh, huh, that they're on, but they're in Latin. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And the timpani just gets Bun-na-bum. pounding back there. You betcha. <laughs> all
1: right,
0: I'm done.
2: <sighs> That's good. Oh stuff. my God, what else do we have?
1: That's all. I, you know I, it, this the has been going on parts. for almost two hours.
0: That's what you, do you have. Two things with tradition. I liked the third quarter thing that they did with the lights at, you know, those, those home games at, at the night games. That yeah, was pretty cool. I agree. That was neat. But I also, I really liked, you know, when they do the third quarter song with that Irish song, the. The
1: Killigans. Uh,
0: the Killigans. Running, boys. I love Boys And, you know, if they would, if they would do a better job of putting the words up on the the video board. So people could actually learn the words and sing along. That would be pretty cool. And I think people would get into that
1: timeout. I'm going to stop you right there because if they are anybody, if, if they are at all a Husker fan, then they will have it on their phone. Just like I do. Well, that's, that's shit.
2: (laughs) He has it on his phone.
1: I have it on my phone. Uh, yep. let the jury
2: note that it's on his phone. There you go.
1: <laughs> this is not working. Take three.
2: Oh no. my God. There we go. Oh, there it is. You look good.
0: Come on, running boys.
1: That you know what? I we could probably get away with it since they're good friends with uh, our good friends over at uh, um the big red cobcast I'm just you know. Where's it at? Come on, you son of a bitch! Oh, I gotta have the volume turned up. Song from the sons of Probably about all we can get away with <laughs> to keep to keep this show on YouTube. Um, but you're absolutely right. They they can, and I love that song, but at some point, the university, the athletic department, the the marketing team, whomever you know the the media team, I guess maybe, you, you can't hold people's hands. Like if you want to know the, the lyrics of the song, you can look them up. The, the lyrics are on the UNL's website are on husker.huskers.com because it's not a new song. It's just a a cover version. The old the the original version. Oh, see
2: is, see, the, see this, Greg. Did see what you're doing? You're doing giving the young people version. work. You're doing the young version, the young people version. See, when you get old, you go, "What are the fucking words of this song?" Oh, they are. They are. Otherwise, because you can't remember stuff. <laughs> My God, what do you want from us?
1: I want I, I want you to care, John. I want you to care.
2: I'm supposed to print out the lyrics on a piece of paper and then throw the piece of paper and just have more litter associated with
0: Nebraska football games.
1: There are on a on a college I'm gonna stop you right there, some bitch. On a college football game day in Lincoln, Nebraska, Memorial Stadium is it, it, it's reported the third largest, you know, populated place in the state. Omaha, Lincoln, and then Memorial Stadium. 90,000 plus people, give or take, you know, a a couple of that number, 75,000 have one of these in their pockets. Come on, you sons of bitches. It's not difficult. Or you practice ahead of time.
2: You're still on this lyrics thing.
1: Like like you, you, like we're at damn Texas A&M, you, you roll out the night before and you,
0: there you do go. your drills
1: and, and, and you learn the damn songs, you sons of bitches. Uh, it, It's not difficult. It's not difficult to learn a song. My six-year-old can learn songs. After about three times listening to it, he starts singing in the back of the van. Are you saying? Not you, John. Not you, John, or Todd. The general you. Are you saying that you're not as smart as my six-year-old? Well. Now, granted, he's a graduate. <laughs> he graduated from kindergarten today. Ooh, We're all, right. all very proud. But at the same time, he also thought he was going to first grade tomorrow. I'm like, no, dude, you have this summer vacation. <laughs> Enjoy it. You don't get them when you're my age. <laughs> so if he can learn a song, you can learn a song. Okay. That's it. We got to go. It, this thing's yeah. dragging on forever. We, and I'm not entirely sure this. that my laptop's plugged in.
2: Okay. That'll
1: do it. Uh, John, are you happy-ish?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Todd, are you moderately, moderately pleased with all that we accomplished tonight?
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we, we covered a lot of territory.
1: And as a bonus, as some good news,
2: the Blues won in overtime. We'll see you back at St. Louis Friday night. Okay, yeah, go Blues.
1: No, let's go Blues. Not yeah, go Blues. It's let's go.
2: See how picky fans are? Yeah. John, that that would... Fuck the Blues. Fuck them.
1: Are you just saying that because they beat Minnesota in the
2: first round? Did they? Yes. Okay, (laughs) fine.
1: That'd be like saying... Uh, uh instead of go big rather be like saying go huskers it's not the same okay all right
2: we're lingering that, now we are yeah.
1: lingering I, I i don't know how to i don't know how to wrap things up uh that'll do it for this episode of the five heart podcast folks we appreciate you tuning in and we also apologize Uh, and (laughs) that's about as good as you're going to get. Uh, so for, uh, uh, my main man, as always, Todd Wolverton for our founder and fearless leader, John damn Johnston. I'm Greg Mahochko. And we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John.
0: Go big red. Go big
2: red.